Balls and Beards podcast, episode 26. Welcome back, everybody. How are you doing this morning, Mikey? You know what? I'm doing okay, man. Doing awesome. all right, dude. Awesome, awesome. Sports guy Chris here, of course, with my good friend Mikey as always. And NBA playoffs are upon us, finally. Mm-hmm. We made it through the you know, a little bit more truncated regular season. 72 games this year versus the 82. We made it through. Uh, we already had a couple playing games start last night, so yes, you know we we'll touch on those. We've got a couple more big playing games tonight in the West, of course, including Mikey, Mikey's Lakers, um, and then of course we've got all most of the playoff series set right now. So we'll go through those, give you our thoughts on those as well. But we did have two playing games last night. One team is in as the seventh seed in the East. And we'll have one more game left to determine that eight seed. So let's start out with those two games. A couple of blowouts last night. Not necessarily real competitive games, but we'll start out there. Yep. Mikey, I would love to get your take and your thoughts on those two playing games in the East last night. Of course, it was the Celtics uh, taking care of the Wizards yep. and the Pacers taking care of the Hornets. Dude, what's your thoughts on these first couple playoff games? We're, yeah. we're there, man. So, um, you know, based upon what you look at with the box score, um, you know, this is what gives, I think, Boston fans, especially this season or in the last few seasons, like, it's one of those things where, like, you make, you are excited about your team and you're excited about your future, but then you also get incredibly frustrated because right. you had Jason Tatum exploded for 50 points last 50 night. 50 last night. He went 50. for 50. He, he, he blew it out. I mean, he didn't, you know, he had a good, pretty good stat line beyond the points. He had eight boards, four assists, a steal, and a couple blocks. You know, and he got good support from Kemba Walker. You know, yeah, obviously going into that yep. game, you know, you, you without, um, you know, Jalen Brown, you know, there was kind of maybe a little hesitation to really kind of predict. Washington had been on a good win streak. You know, they've been on, it went on this ridiculous run to end the season, you know, to go from a, you know, bottom of the pack team in the in the Eastern Conference to a play-in team. Yeah. And, you know, you would think that perhaps momentum was on Washington's side, right? I and thought so. I'll be honest. Tatum just yeah. went off. Yeah. And, you know, again, this is what makes them so frustrating. And that's what's going to be so interesting because now they're going to be going up against New Jersey, obviously, or Brooklyn, sorry. And, you yeah. know, you're, you're going to have what, what Jason Tatum is going to show up. Yeah, uh, right. Kemba Walker is going to show up. Yeah, you know, yeah. You've got all these kinds of things going on as far as, like, you know, what Boston team is going to show up to play. But, you know, look, Boston or Boston did an admirable job containing Russell Westbrook. He, he only had – he didn't have – he didn't have a triple-double. He was no, five he assists yeah. shy of a triple-double. He yeah. finished with 20 points, 14 boards, five assists. So he had a good stat line. But, you know, when you were expecting these triple-doubles that he gets, you know, again, this is where – some of my criticism, Russell Westbrook comes into play. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, and and obviously, you know, the opponent that's in front of you has a lot to do with it, and the defense that they run and whatnot. Sure. But you know, I mean, look, he he, you know, how much did he do to win? Now they Washington obviously has another chance. They're going to play yeah, up right. against Indiana, yep. who beat down the the Hornets. But you know, Bradley Beal didn't have a great game. You know, no, I think a, twenty-two points, 22, nine yeah, boards, six assists. Yeah. So he had an admirable game. He was closer to a triple double, I think, overall than 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 Russell Westbrook yeah. was. Yeah. Um. You know. It, it just. I'm not surprised by that outcome. I just think that you know this is where it's going to be interesting, and this is where I think Boston's going to have a hard time against New, the Brook Brooklyn Nets, because what team is going to show up? Do they have right. enough firepower off the bench? 
There right. were only eight guys really that played significant minutes, double digit minutes for okay. Boston. Okay. Um, any guy that played after that, you know, played the most minutes was eight minutes. Only one guy that played in that game uh, actually scored that played less than ten minutes, and he had two points. And that was Carson Edwards. Yeah. And so Garbage you know, time stuff. Yeah. When you're going up against a team like Brooklyn, you're going to need a lot from from your guys. Tristan Thompson yeah, put totally in a good agree. game, double-double, 12 points, 12 boards. Um, you know, but it was a starters game for sure, um, yeah. you know, for, for Boston. Uh, there was a lot of guys that played for Washington, but a lot of guys didn't do a whole hell of a lot. Ish Smith had a good game. Daniel Gafford had a good game for the most part. But, yeah, some other guys just didn't have good games. So, you know, your starting power forward, uh, Hachimura, you know, played only 16 minutes. He only had eight points and two rebounds. Yeah. This is his first taste of anything resembling a playoffs. Yeah, yeah that's You know, true. same thing. Alex yep. Lynn, same kind of thing. Yep. He played 11 minutes and some change. So, I mean, certainly Scotty Brooks was playing more liberal with his, his bench. Um, but, look, this is this is where Boston's going to have uh, begin games, and they're going to be out of games. And it's just it's wildly um, frustrating, I think, if you're a Boston fan yeah, to dude, watch totally, this team. Right? So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that and then and then you know you turn you turn over to uh, you know the the Pacers game and um, you know against Charlotte 144 points to 117 yeah. not a lot of defense no, being played no, in that terrible. game. Um, but again, I think that this is one of those games where you had guys that don't have a lot of playoff experience in in Charlotte. Um, you know, Miles Bridges had a good game. Uh, Rozier had a good game. He's the only guy really on that team. Biombo's had some playoff experience, but he must have gotten yeah. hurt or something. He only had three minutes of playing time um, as a starter. So, you know, that tells oh, wow. me he was okay. hurt. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and, and you had three guys that played and they contributed. But, again, you're talking about an inexperienced team. Not a lot of defense being played. True. Yep. Mello played 27 minutes, 14 points, one rebound, yeah. four assists. Um, you know, but then you look at what Indiana's done. And Indiana, Chris – you know, you're talking about a relatively play experienced playoff team. That is true, right? And yeah, that's true. Yeah. Brissett, uh, Brissett, he ended up with the most points on um, the Pacers squad, 23. But then you look at what Sabonis did. And Sabonis, I think, you know, while yeah, he's he not an MVP, um, you know, he's a guy that probably could compete with, in my opinion, Julius Randle for most improved. Yeah, yeah um, totally. You know, he's had a lot of good games. He had 14 points, nine assists, one assist shy of a triple-double, and 21 rebounds. 21 rebounds. Um, you know, so that's impressive, and, oh, and that's totally. going to get the job done. Absolutely. Um, elimination game, too. You know, right. the play-in elimination game, 21 rebounds. Yes, yeah, exactly. It. You know, your former guard from, from Milwaukee, Brogdon, he had a good game. Again, yep. playoff experience, 16 points, 8 assists. So, you know, you look at that, Solid. and, you know, yep. TJ McConnell, great game. 17 points, 5 rebounds, yeah. 3 assists, 4 steals. If I'm not yep. mistaken, he's like the steals leader in the league this season in the regular season. But, you know, you had guys contributing across the board for, you know, Indiana. And, again, I think this just goes to, you know, experience versus inexperience. Yeah, and, you know, totally. Indiana is going to have, without Miles Turner, they're going to have issues. They're going to have issues against Washington defensively. It's going to be another high-scoring affair. Yeah. Um, you know, but, I, you know, look, kudos to them. They did what they had to do, won the game. 
Um, you know, and, and kudos to Boston for getting that number seven. Totally, seed. man. They, yep. Now they punched their ticket. Punched so. their ticket. Um, yeah, man. You know, I was I I was surprised by these two games. You know, I thought just with you know the Jalen Brown injury coupled with the fact that the Wizards had been playing so good, I like you said, you know, momentum factor. I thought Washington was going to win that game, and I thought they were going to win it. Not in a blowout, but I thought maybe they'd win by 8, 10 points even. You know, I thought they'd be able to get it done. Uh, like you pointed out, Tatum went crazy, 50 points. But uh, big key there, Russ with 20 and Bradley Beal with 22. You know, Beal, 31-point scorer right behind Steph for the for the scoring title. Yeah. Got, needed that. And then, as you pointed out, the rest of the supporting cast did not have a good game. Nobody really stepped up with their scoring. Russ has got to score more when that's happening. You know, right. I mean, for all the triple doubles, it, it's still identifying what your team needs in any given game, right? right. Some, night, some nights they need those assists and those passes. Some nights dudes aren't hitting shot. you got to create and score. And, right. and they weren't able to do that, obviously, last night. So uh, a surprise there. But like you said, kudos to the Celtics. Um, if I was a Celtics fan... I could totally see what you're talking about in the frustration. Like, yeah. okay, we just turned it up and, you know, won by 18 last night. We're missing one of our key guys. and But we only played mediocre, you know, 500 mediocre basketball all season long. Right. Oh, man. So I could see that totally. And then, you know, I wasn't really thinking about the experience factor, which I think is a good point you brought up with the Pacers. I was looking at them, how they ended up right at the very end here, kind of sliding back to that 10 spot. I thought, okay, LaMelo's back with the Hornets, you know, he's returned. Maybe that's enough of a boost, and I thought that would be enough. I, I So I thought Charlotte was going to win that game. So I was wrong on the two the two outcomes there. Um, you hinted on uh, Sabonis went crazy. I mean, 21 rebounds, but they had eight dudes in double figures. I mean, that was a great team effort. 55% shooting for the game for the team. So. I mean, they put up 40 points in the first quarter. 40 I mean, points in the first lot, quarter. There defense being played in no, that game. No, good point. You know, Hornets, no defense at all, but, you know, period. So, um, yeah, I was, I was definitely a little surprised with those two outcomes. I, I mean... I would think this Wizards-Pacers game should be a pretty good one. You know, I mean, I would think. I, I would, again, be surprised if this was a blowout either way. Um, honestly, I'm, I guess, rooting a little bit for the Wizards just because I would like to see if the triple-double machine, if Bradley Beal can score on the 76ers. I don't know if one team's a better matchup or not for the Sixers. I'm not really sure, but just from a fan perspective... Right. Uh, that's what I want to see. So, I mean, for all the triple-double fanfare, I want to see that go up against the best team in the East and, you know, if they can actually do anything, even if they won one game in right. that series, you know. Well, I think I, I think I think you're right. I, I kind of would like to see Washington beat Indiana and, and go into, you know, that number eight seed against Philly. I, I think, you know, that's the one caveat with Russell Westbrook is that, I mean, you know, he's such an X factor. I mean, he's your go-to guy outside of Bradley Beal, obviously. Oh, yeah. But he's yeah. such an X factor. Totally, right. Because dude. you never know what you're going to get. Are yeah. you going to get a triple-double or are you right. going to get a 30-point, a you know, 15-rebound, you know, 15-assist game from that dude right. where yeah. he single-handedly, you know, wins the game for you yeah, more or less? does everything, uh, yeah. Or are you going to have a game like last night, which, you know, when you when you have put up the triple-doubles and you put up the stats that you do, you know, when you don't hit those kind of marks and you have five assists in the game, no, granted, didn't watch the game, I don't know. I mean, for all I know, Me he either. had a bunch yep. of passes 
that went awry or, you know, they went to the guys and they couldn't hit shots, right? Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. certainly a possibility and that's, uh, you, you got to hit shots to get assists. Right, so, totally. You yep. know, but you also have to get guys in positions to make shots and, and, and get those assists. Right. So, also I mean, there's, there's yes. so many different <laughs> things at play there, obviously. But we know that Westbrook can do that, right? So Totally. Yes. You know, I, I think, you know, without, Sabonis is a good big man. Uh, but without Miles Turner, I don't give Indiana even a puncher's chance at beating the 76ers. Uh, totally agree. I, I think yeah, that that's I, a sweep. Yeah, I, Washington, I, I think, again, I Bradley Beal could go off. Yeah. Russell yeah. Westbrook could go off yep. and, you know, make things difficult for Philadelphia yep. on the off, you know, defensively. And so I think that that could mean, that, you know, it could be a five, six game series, perhaps. Yeah. If, if Washington's able to kind of catch some lightning in a bottle. Totally. But I like that matchup a hell of a lot more than Indiana and Philly. Yeah, exactly. So I'm with Me you too. on that one. Awesome. Awesome. Would love, <laughs> would love to, to have that one. So, all right, let's make it happen, Wizards. Yeah, Not please. All. Come on. Please. But we've got two other big yeah, playing games tonight. Mikey, ones, of course, dude. you know, I am sure Adam Silver and the powers of being the NBA were thrilled when they did get that Lakers Warriors playing matchup. I mean, come on, it's ideal. We're all we're all looking forward to that one. And then of course we've got the Grizzlies and the Spurs as well. Always you know, always good to have a cranky old Popovich in the mix, even if it's for just one or two more games, right? Yeah, I mean he always yeah. makes it interesting for us. But Mikey, of course, we've got to talk uh, your Lakers, we've got to talk this big matchup with, with Steph Curry. Brother, how do you feel about going into this game tonight? Uh, what do you think? What do you what do you think your Lakers are going to do here? Wow. Um, you know, it, this is going to be... If the Lakers... Uh, I'm trying to think. Because there's so <laughs> many different things at play. There's a lot of variables. Right? There's yeah, a lot of there, variables. There are, definitely. You know, um, let me put it this way. If the Lakers can, and I use this word loosely... If they can contain Steph Curry, yes. and we have a lot of guys defensively we can throw at Curry. Yeah, definitely. We've got, you know, Schroeder. Yep. We've got Alex Caruso. We've got KCP. We've got yes. Wes Matthews. We've exactly. got Ben McLemore. We've got LeBron James. Um, you know, we've got lots of guys that we could throw and give a bunch of different looks yep. at Anthony Mackey. And we've got guys that we can throw out there and give him different looks defensively. We can throw a big guy on him. We can throw smaller guys on him. Alex Caruso has proven that he can be a good defender against smaller, quicker guards. You know, can he duplicate some of that success against a hot Steph Curry? Right. If we can contain him and at least make things difficult for him, again, incredibly difficult to say. Right. Because Curry is a slippery little devil. He is. Then and we can, have a chance. Containing him could even be 25, 30 points, right? right. Just Absolutely. eliminating that, that go-off game where I just hit 10 threes. Yeah. Right, and obviously if he's hitting his shots and you expect that there's going to be some periods of time in quarters that that's going to happen. Yeah. But, you know, giving him different looks and, you know, going to a, a blueprint defensively where you're going to make the Kelly Oubre's, the, yes. the Toscano yes. Anderson's, um, the Jordan Pools, the Kent Bazemore's, the Kent, you know, you're going to make those guys beat you. Yeah, totally. And, yeah. you know, really this is a roster that doesn't have a lot of experience on its side outside of Draymond Green and Curry. Right. So right. make them make shots. Yeah, right? totally. Um, totally. If Curry gets it going and those guys start to feel it, then obviously that makes things difficult for the Lakers. Now, this is a Laker home game. We are going to be playing in L.A. I think that that's going to be something that's going to play at least some part. But on the flip side of the coin, on the Lakers' side, you know, 
who on Golden State is going to have to defend LeBron James? Right, uh, yeah. Who on that squad is going to defend Anthony Davis? Now, Draymond yeah. Green is only one guy. Now, you know, they don't have that same depth lineup that they had back in the day when they were no, winning championships. Right, yeah, you don't yeah. have Andre Iguodala on the squad no. anymore. You don't have Sean Livingston on the squad anymore. And they were a big part in what they were doing in terms, obviously, Clay Thompson's not playing. Right, yeah. So you've got missing pieces there. Now, Steve Kerr's done an admirable job, you know, moving the pieces around and totally. doing things. Yeah. But this is a one-game series. Yep, yep. Talent wins ball games, And yeah. the Lakers right now have more talent than the Warriors do. Can't argue with that. And so who, Draymond, is he going to guard Anthony Davis? Is he going right. to guard LeBron James? Right. That leaves right. one of those two guys. He can't yeah. guard both. Yeah. That leaves one of those two guys open and available. Yeah. Anthony Davis was on a tear the last five, six games of the season, yeah. including that 42-point outburst. So, I mean, he's been playing really well. Who's going to stop him? And then the other thing about this, too, is that Schroeder is good enough that he can put pressure on the guards in yeah, for Golden that's State. that's true. Um, provided he has that aggressive mentality. But then even beyond that, though, without Weissman, you know, you've got Pascal, you've got Kevin Looney. Looney's got some experience, too, on that squad. Yeah. In the playoffs and finals true. and whatnot. But as a backup. Yeah. We have a three-headed monster at center with, if you include Anthony Davis, four-headed monster. I mean, you've got Drummond. Yeah. You've got Gasol. You got Gasol. You've yeah. got Trez, and yeah. then you've got AD. Yeah. There's not very many bigs on that squad. So if we can, and we're a better rebounding team than them, um, you know, we, we have a higher field goal percentage than them. Uh, you know, three point percentage, obviously, the disparity there is quite different. Yeah. Warriors are ninth in the league, we're 21st. Um, but having said all that, you know, we're a better we we finished the season as one of the best if not the top defensive team in the NBA. Yeah. Yeah, you um, guys were impressive defensively. I mean, I mean even without really Anthony Davis, yeah, right, 30 yeah. games missed. We well, didn't have missing a whole bunch down the stretch still right. all season long top 2 Correct. defensive team. So, so, you know, I I think that, you know, um if we can if we can slow down and somewhat contain, you know, Steph yeah. Curry, I I think we've got a good a good chance to win this game. Yeah, totally but, agree, man. But, you know, I'm not going to lie, dude. Like, you know, Golden State has been playing great basketball. LeBron yeah. James. LeBron James could be very well pulling a Phil Jackson right now. And, you know, he uh, said yeah, yesterday, day before, Steph, whatever, yeah. like, hey, Steph Curry's <laughs> the MVP in my opinion. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, all these kinds of things. Because you don't want to sit there and be like, oh, no, Nikola Jokic is the MVP. Well, you don't want to do that. You I don't want to give this guy any extra fire. Exactly. No way. You don't totally, want to give yeah. him any locker room fodder no, to, to go no. out there and add motivation. Yeah. So... You know, and I think at this point, those kind of mind games are fairly recognizable. Yeah. And, you know, it's not like the, the Chicago Bulls days of old yeah. where you could do that kind of stuff. And the media, um, because it was print or it was on TV, there wasn't the internet, all that kind of stuff. Or, right. Or podcasts. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> um, to dissect those kinds of things. But anyway, you know, this is a tough game for the war, for the, for the Lakers. It's a good test for us. Yeah, um, totally. You know, it, it's it's good to see this. You're absolutely right. The basketball gods and Adam Silver are probably salivating when oh, they saw absolutely. this kind of taking yeah, place. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, you know, and Golden State, much like Washington, I mean, this is, this is a team that for the large part of the first part of the season was 
not in anything. They were atrocious no, yeah, defensively, offensively. They were just yeah. terrible. Yeah. Steph Curry's getting frustrated over there, you know, and and he's arguably put in this season the best season of his career thus far. Yeah, I I totally agree. I mean, I think that's a great point, right? He joined Michael Jordan is the only <laughs> other players age 33 or older to win a scoring title. So yeah. impressive stuff right there. Um, and then building off of that, it was just so impressive to see. Because Steph was was the whole thing for them. It was a lot of chaos with Golden State this year. It was a lot of inexperienced players. And then Steph doing magic to kind of mask everything. Including things like Draymond is now past his prime. Still a good player. Still the second best guy for that team at the moment. With Clay being out of course. But not the same Draymond as five or six years ago. He's a little bit more limited. So you know Steph could kind of hide and mask all those things. But interesting in the fact where this was a team that... One night might get blown out by 35 points, and then the next night Steph scores 50, and they end up upsetting one of the best teams in the league. So, yeah, all over the place, and I think that's what the intrigue is is so much there for this game. Because totally, when you break it down like you did, Mikey, such a great job there, by the way, but you go down these rosters, and the Lakers have the advantage, even if they're not fully healthy, even if AD's banged up a little bit, even if LeBron's working his way back. Schrader's been out lately, you know, and he's still getting back in. And all of those factors, you still have more guys there. The defensive stuff that you talked about, how good they've been all year long. But you start going down, and you guys just have so many more options. You know, the Lakers, Mm -hmm. to me, compared to any team in the playoffs right now, are just built for the playoffs. Now, of course, we know, yeah, hey, if AD has to miss any time or LeBron or whatever, yeah, that's going to be a problem. Of course it would be, but... Built right now, even if one of those guys is dinged up in this game, you still have a great chance based on what you were going through. You've got a whole bunch of guys you can throw out there at center. You've got other options that can score uh, as well. I mean, Golden State's fairly limited. So, you know, I mean, like you said, mm-hmm. if, if you hold Steph somewhat in check, it's it's going to be, aside from an outstanding defensive effort from Golden State, which eh, they haven't had a, too many this year, you know, right. you know so... Um, you gotta, you gotta like the Lakers in this one. Interesting little tidbit. They started out, you know, a seven point favorite, seven, seven and a half points. That stayed strong at first. Then some of the professional betters came in and they're kind of fading the Lakers a little bit. That, that's down to about a four and a half line right now going into tonight. Doesn't necessarily mean that those professional betters think the Lakers are going to lose. They just are taking the injuries into account and saying, eh, I think it's going to be a little bit closer. And I would agree with that. I think it'll be a good game either way. I, you right. know, I know you and I mentioned that before we hit record. We we don't anticipate this one being an 18 or, you know, 24-point shellacking like last night. I think it'll right. be uh, a good game for sure. So And a good, a good uh, you know, warm-up either way for the Lakers to get ready, you yeah. know, for, for the playoffs. I, I, I don't know. I think the Lakers are going to win the game. I would still be surprised. Um but, the, again, of course, that's the intrigue, right? Because you can look up at the scoreboard with two minutes left in the game and Steph Curry's got 45 points and uh, you're down five points or six points in the game you thought for sure he'd win. So we'll see what happens, you know, if Steph yeah. goes off and does his thing and, and whatever else. But, um, yeah, brother, definitely looking forward to this one. But, I mean, all, I, the paper on paper, it points to the Lakers. But just when you start to actually break it down and even if your key guys are a little tweaked or – you know, LeBron doesn't isn't necessarily pouring in 25 or 30 points. I still think you guys have plenty of fire firepower 
to be able to deal with those secondary players uh, that Golden State has. So aside, well, I mean, from, Andrew Wiggins has a history of you know not necessarily rising to the occasion. Yeah, dude, that's you it. Know, You're really and, gonna trust him, right? You know, yeah, so. you know, I mean, you know, you know, you can trust. You know, Steve Kerr can trust Draymond. You know, he can trust Steph Curry. Um, Absolutely. You know, but other guys yeah. on that roster, you know, what are they gonna do? And yeah. and I think an X factor. I think there's two X factors for the Lakers. Um, you know, and one of them is Kyle Kuzma. I, yeah, I think if Kuzma totally. has a good game and he and he puts the ball in the hole and he's aggressive, I, I think that that's going to make things that much more difficult for Golden State. Um, and I, I think Kuzma, much like last year, I mean, KCP was kind of our, our third wheel with uh, Anthony right. Davis and LeBron yep. James last year. But, you know, I, I think Kyle Kuzma, this is this is his time. I, I think this is a time for him to kind of step up and, and, and really kind of not put his money where his mouth is because he's been a relatively consistent player. He's been a better rebounder this year. He's been a better defender this year and his scoring's kind of taken a hit, but I think that this is, you know, he's, he's an X factor. And I think another guy, and it's a guy that was, you know, when Schroeder was out, a guy that was playing backup guard for us quite a bit. And that's THT, uh -huh. Talon Horton Tucker. Oh yeah. I, I think go. he's kind of an X factor too. And guy. I think he's becoming kind of an X factor for us in general, in terms of these playoffs, because I think that his ability to get in the paint and create, you know, that yeah, was key totally. to us, um, you know, down the stretch of the season, um, you know, and, and he made he made some good stuff. And I think that Frank Vogel and the team kind of trusts him. Now, we're coming into playoff time. That means it's LeBron James time, which means that, you know, guys on the bench that were getting That's playing true. time, playing time is going to be knocked back a little bit. Yeah. But yeah. having said that, I, I do think that Talon Horton Tucker's earned minutes off the bench. He's going to get minutes off the bench. Totally. And, totally. you know, um, it he's going to be a key factor um, for me. So, yeah, I mean, again, it's a great – this is a great matchup right totally, here. I mean, man. It, it's, totally. it's kind of a bummer. It's a blessing and a curse that it's only a one-game thing. Yeah, right? right? Yeah. And that's yeah. the other thing, too, is that if one – obviously, one of these two teams is going to lose, and one of these two teams is going to go on and play the other yeah, team, you know, true. that wins yeah, in, yeah. in the matchups today, and that's either San Antonio or Golden State. Um, and if you're, regardless of which fan you, of your fan of the Warriors or your fan of the Lakers, you will like your chances against either one of those. Squads, I would totally agree, man. Um, yeah, in definitely. that next game yes, for that yes. eight seed. So, uh, Chris, what are your what are your thoughts about that next uh, series there, this or the next game, San Antonio and Memphis, buddy? Well, honestly, um, you know, I I'm glad we got, like I said, you know, we got cranky pop for at least a game or two. That being said, I don't think San Antonio is much of a threat to move out of this play-in tournament, as you were kind of hinting on. You know, this was a team that was at the All-Star break five games above 500, so they did not play good in the second half of the year. I think they're lucky to even be in the play-in tournament, honestly. Um, you know, I know Aldridge left and some other things, and, you know, they, they were kind of players in that market and everything like that, but... Um, it's just a team that hasn't done much for me down the stretch. You know, I, I don't see much to even think that they are. I mean, they, they, they very well might beat the Grizzlies. I think it's a, this is a fairly even matchup. But, you know, I, I'll be looking at John Morant in this game. To me, he's going to be the exciting player. He's the guy I want to see in his kind of real first taste of postseason action, mm -hmm. what he could do. He was sensational the last time we saw him in any kind of postseason thing in the NCAA tournament two years ago uh, for Murray State. He was awesome. Triple-double, right. I mean, great. NBA playoffs, totally different. I understand yeah. that. So I want to see how that translates in, in, in this kind of 
similar scenario as NC tournament. You got to win or you're done. You know, yeah, or you yeah. go home. So it's a one game kind of thing. So for me, I'm going to be looking at that. He's one of the more young, exciting players in this league. So, uh, you know, I'll I'll be having my eye on that. You know, I think the Grizzlies are going to win the game for mm. that reason. Even though you've got a more experienced coach with Pop, and some of those Spurs players are still more experienced with the playoffs. Of course, DeRozan went to a whole bunch of playoffs uh, with Toronto before he came to San Antonio. So they've got some experienced guys, but. Their play down the stretch, they're playing the second half of the season, just really doesn't. I, I just don't have confidence in this team, you know, despite yeah. the fact they've got Pop on the sideline. And all of that being said, I still think, um, as you hinted on, I think this is just going to be it, it, whoever wins is going to lose to, you know, the Lakers or the Warriors. Yeah. I really do. I really do. And honestly, I those are I want to see those two teams in because I think they give the the you know the Suns and the Jazz the toughest matchups definitely sure. so um, which we really want to see I just don't see either one of these teams being able to match up really at all in a seven game series with either one of those two teams yeah. I just don't see it so for me I'm taking the Grizzlies in this game I think they're going to get it done uh, but I'm going to have my eye on how John Morant plays and and what he does so. Um, yeah, that's my thoughts on this okay, one, Mikey. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that uh, that's a very fair assessment. I, I think, you know, really to me, it's going to come down to two, two guys. It's going to come down to DeRozan, and it's going to come down to John Morant. Um, you know, I, I think these are two relatively evenly matched games. When you go down the team ranks, I mean, you know, you're talking the Spurs are the 19th ranked team in, in points per game. The yep. Grizzlies are 15th, right? 113 and 111. All right? right. I mean, so they're evenly matched in points. Rebounds, you know, the Grizzlies were fourth in the NBA at 46 and a half rebounds a game. You know, the Spurs were 18th, so not a great rebounding team. No. Um, field rep percentage, all 0.5% difference between the two. No, um, sure. You know, so yeah. not much there. Yeah. Free throw percentage. You know, not a two percent difference between the two, but it's meant ninth versus eighteenth. The Spurs were ninth in the league, and Memphis. You know, so Spurs okay. have always taken advantage outside of Tim Duncan days, but even with Tim Duncan on their roster, they took advantage of the times that they went to the line, right? Oh yeah, so, totally. Yeah. You know, three yep. point percentage. Neither of these teams are good three point percentages. They're in the bottom ten in the league, twenty fourth yeah. for the Spurs. They don't shoot a lot of threes. They don't have a lot of sharp. They don't have any sharp shooters on their they squad. Don't. No. Patty Mills, no. arguably, is their best shooter. But he's struggled, um, you know, in the last month or so of the season. But, again, he's playoff tested. So, you know, he might start knocking down some shots. Who knows? But, you know, and Grizzlies are 20th in the NBA in three-point percentage. So, you know, you're talking about two evenly matched teams. But I think when it comes down to it, you know, again, like I said, I think this comes down to DeRozan, who who really is trying to – he's put in a – a quietly good season for him. Yeah, you're right. Um, yeah, you know, totally. and going into this season, there was rumblings about him and Lamarcus Aldridge. Were they going to be? Were they going to finish the season in the Spurs jersey? Yeah, good going point. up into the trade deadline. Yep. You know, yep. the Spurs obviously decided to move on from L.A., who yeah. obviously ended up being, you know, retiring um, from basketball. But you know, DeRozan's quietly put in a good, a good season. He he upped his assist percentage. Yep. He's a- averaging almost seven assists a game. You know, 22 points, but he's not been able to shake his postseason struggles, and so I think that this is a game where he could really t- potentially do that. And he's a guy that is good enough to take over a game. Yeah, yeah. Can he take yeah. over a series? No. Can he take over a game? Yeah, I, he can. Yeah, you're right, Mike. And you yeah. know, the Pop Popovich is a good enough coach 
that I think that he is going to have this team prepared. And I think that, you know, the Spurs, they have a certain way of doing things, man. They have a certain player that they go after, and these are guys that Pop puts in positions to succeed. And one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. You have seven guys on the Spurs roster that average double-digit points. Oh, wow. I did so, not know that. You know, so you and go, then you've got well one behind them in in Jacob uh, Pertle, Pertle, however you pronounce his last name, um, out of Utah. They all uh, puts in almost nine points a game. Now, okay. having said that, the Grizzlies also have seven guys that average double-digit okay. scoring. So, again, these are two evenly matched teams. Um, you do have Kenny Anderson, who came over from the Spurs, plays for the Grizzlies now. Okay. But, again, dude, I think this comes down to Morant, and it comes down to DeRozan. Um, totally, you yeah. Know, and I think Dylan Brooks is kind of an X-factor. Valanchunas, uh, you know, he's a guy that, you know, 12.5 rebounds a game, 17 yeah. points. He could kind of take over this game. You know, I don't, but I do think it comes down to DeRozan and it comes down to Morant. Yeah, I can't argue with which one wants this more. Right. Um, Yeah. And you're absolutely right. I mean, you know, no offense to either one of these teams, but you know, I would say argue that the league wants to see either you know the Warriors and the Lakers in the playoffs for seven game series. I would agree with that. Yeah. If I had to hedge bet and say you know which one of these two teams that we're currently talking about would the league want to see i would say it's probably memphis yeah you've got the young upstart morant you right know, that would yeah. really help cement him yeah much like his run in the ncaa tournament that you're speaking of yeah. with murray state yeah. you know really kind of help propel mm-hmm. him into the upper echelon in the lottery yeah um, you're and, right and totally. get drafted totally. so same kind of situation same kind of scenario um but at the end of the day, dude, I do think I do agree with you. I think Memphis probably wins this game off nice. the back of the youth. Um, but you know, it's hard to count out Popovich, man. Yeah, I know, right? Hard to it count really that guy is. out for sure, for sure. Um, but yeah, dude, I, I think I think the Memphis wins this game, and I think San Antonio loses to whoever loses between the Lakers and the and the Warriors. I totally agree, Mikey. You know, so there you go, guys. The two games tonight, Mikey and I. Man, in agreement definitely you know we're on the same page there so we'll see what happens um of course we do have most of the playoff series are pretty well set especially after last night's outcome so we'll take a quick segment break and then when we come back we'll start to touch on all of those playoff series that are already set balls and beards podcast episode 26 moving along Welcome back, everybody. Balls and Beards podcast, episode number 26, Full Dose, NBA Playoffs. We just went through all of the playing games, playing tournaments, of course, last night uh, results. Tonight's two games, we looked ahead to those. But we still have a, a you know bunch of playoff series that are already set, including some rematches from last year. In particular, in the West, we have a first-round rematch between the Clippers and the Mavericks. Yep. Seating's a little different this year, but... Uh, same first round matchup, and of course my Bucks get a crack at revenge with the Heat. We met in the semifinals last year. We get them in the first round this year. Um, of course, some very different factors in this year's playoffs compared to last year's bubble atmosphere. Um, and you know we have some other series, of course, too. The Nuggets uh, wrapped up the three seed and are taking on the Trailblazers. And then of course the upstart New York Knicks were able to finish as the number four seed and will take on the Hawks. Uh, the five seed in the East. Yeah. And then, of course, after the Celtics won last night, they are set to take on the Brooklyn Nets in the 2-7 matchup. 
Mikey, let's jump right in. Let's do it. Um, yeah, brother, what what series do you want to uh, chat about first here? What's, you know, what, what's got the you first, fired up? The first one that I pulled up is um, the Knicks versus the Hawks. Okay, I like um, it. You know, I, I think this is going to be a great series. I think, you know, I, agree, I, I, I think it's going to be hard-fought games. You've got one of the better defensive teams in the league in the New York Knicks. Um, you know, and you've got um, the, the potent um, Atlanta Hawks who have played really good basketball since Nate McMillan took over as head coach, um, a move that both the new and you and I kind of chastised at the time with Lloyd Pierce being fired. And then yep. again, you know, I think we can go back and check the tape. It's not like we said that Nate McMillan was a bad coach. We just didn't really like how that was going down. But regardless, that is correct. Atlanta, you know, <laughs> Atlanta came on strong. To they end did, the season. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, they 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 played really well. Um, you know, and this is going to be a fun matchup. This is going to be a fun series. Um, you know, you've got the second best shooting three point uh, three point shooting team in the league in the Knicks. Believe it or not, um, you know, and and so are they going to be able? I think the big thing here is are they going to be able to score enough points to get the job done? That's been Good their point. their kind of yeah. their thing. Yeah, that's been a trademark of Tom Thibodeau teams, um, you know, ever since he's become a head coach going back to Chicago, can they muster enough points to win games? Um, you have my most improved player in the league in Julius Randle. Uh, you know, it's good to see him getting some really good uh, playoff experience. You know, he's averaging 24 points, 10 boards, you know, six assists. Uh, you know, season. can Great RJ season. Barrett can continue to, to score the basketball at a high rate? Yep. You know, he's averaging almost 18 points a game. Um, you know, and you've got a lot of other guys that contribute on that New York Knicks roster. You know, I think the playoffs are always are a different beast, but Tom Thibodeau has a blueprint. Yeah. And I think this is a blueprint that bodes well for them against the Hawks. Trey Young can score the ball, but he's no Steph Curry. Yeah. And, you yeah. know, I, I, are the, is the supporting cast around Trey Young going to be able to get the job done? These are guys that have been inconsistent characters yeah. throughout yeah, the season, right. yeah. in and out of the lineups because of COVID, because of injury. That's you know, true. They've missed yep. quite a bit of time. Can they string together enough to be able to get the job done in a seven-game series? That's a great point. I don't think so. Um, but you've got two veteran coaches. Nate yeah, knows how true. to make adjustments. Yep. Yep. You know, I mean, he did that in his stops in Indiana. He did that in, you know, in Portland when he was there. Excellent points. Um, yep. You know, Tom Thibodeau, he's had success in the playoffs um, as yes. an assistant yeah, coach. Right. Yep. Uh, as, a, as a head coach, he's had some success. So it's going to be interesting, man. I, but I do like the Knicks in this series. I, I think this is a yeah. series that goes to the Knicks in five, six games. Okay, cool. Um, you know, Mikey, I'm with you. I, I like the Knicks in this series as well. I'm excited for this matchup, though. I think it will be a great series. I, I really do. Uh, you know, the, the Knicks, just their defensive ability and how they get after teams. Um, Julius Randle, like you pointed out, I think... At the moment, and the way he played this year, his game is a little bit better suited for the playoffs. No disrespect to Trey Young, who's a phenomenal player, but he relies very heavily at the moment to get a lot of the scoring on fouls and things like that, and you can't always yeah. rely on getting the calls in the playoffs, especially Correct. when you're going to Madison Square Garden uh, for potentially four games if it goes you know, seven. So um, for those reasons, I'm with you. I, I, I like the Knicks, but I do think it'll be a great matchup. I think... It's going to kind of alternate between games where Atlanta is able to score the basketball and able to get a couple of wins, and then the other games where the Knicks flex their defensive muscle and are able to get enough scoring from Randall, 
uh, Barrett does enough and and Rose does enough to lead them to victory. So uh, I'm with you. I'm taking the Knicks in this series as well. Um, however, I I think it's gonna go seven. I don't know. Wow. Maybe maybe okay. I just want to see the Knicks in a game seven at Madison Square Garden because okay. it's been like I don't know. 25 30 years or whatever since we had yeah, that yeah you know yeah, maybe okay. maybe i'm just you know subconsciously secretly rooting for that but i'm taking the knicks in seven uh that's my prediction would not be surprised though mikey if uh your prediction rings true and they get it done in five or six games they awesome. they are the better defensive team so that's my take on that one okay okay all right brother what what do you got next what, what you know series what? I'm, got I'm, next? Just, I'm gonna go down the bracket here okay and got okay. uh your semifinals matchup uh, rematch against uh, Ooh, yes. this in the first yes. round here. You got your Bucks versus your uh, the Heat rather. Yeah, yes. Um, you know you you've got the the two time MVP uh, with Giannis. Yeah. Up yep. against Jimmy Butler. Um, you know Butler and the boys. Where I yes. think you know this for me, this is a series that comes down to a couple of things for you guys. Yes. Can Giannis duplicate his success? That he's had during the regular season. Once yeah, again, yeah. Can, he, can he do it in the playoffs? Yep. And, you know, it's time for Drew Holiday to put his money where his mouth is. Yeah, definitely. It's time to yeah. put up or shut up. Yep. This guy just got an extension with you guys. He's he locked did. up. Yep. Um, you know, you guys are number one in the league in points scored. Yep. You guys are number two in the league in rebounding. Um, you know, third in field goal percentage. You know, your free throw percentage leaves a little bit to be desired. It does. But, you know, you're fourth in the NBA in three-point percentage. Uh, you know, and, and there's nothing about the Heat. They're 25th in points. They're 29th. I mean, damn near at the bottom uh, in rebounds. 14th in field goal percentage, 12th in free throw percentage, and 19th in three-point percentage. So, you know, you look at all those things and you're like, well, damn, dude, this is going to be a four and out. Yeah. <laughs> However, you have almost an entire squad with the Miami Heat coming back yes. to beat this team yep. last year. Yep. And so there's something to be said for muscle memory. And the Miami Heat know yep. that they can beat your team. Yep, yep. And <clears throat> that I, I, again, I'm, I, I think that that is important to remember. However, my prediction for this series yes. is the Bucks in five. Okay, I like it, Mikey. Um yeah, man, I, I needless to say, I'm fired up for this one. I am completely fine that we did draw the heat. I, you know, I, the, if, if the boys can't get fired up for this series, I don't know what one they can. Rematch chance. Um, you know, teams are a little bit different, of course. Like you said, Drew Holiday was the big addition. And is, th th I mean, this is what we brought him in for. Last year, we stuck to, you know, uh, Booty's defensive system of flooding the paint. And they shot right over us, and the Heat hit shots. And guys stepped up, and they were good. We didn't have anybody really on the perimeter that was that really that good defensively. Uh, you bring in Drew Holiday, two-way player, one of the best two-way guards in the league, can play defense, can create his own shot. Two things we desperately needed last year in this matchup in particular uh, with the Heat. So like you said, I, I'm totally with you. You know, got the extension and everything. This is what we brought him in for, this series yeah. right here exactly. You know, Giannis, like you said, can he duplicate it? Of course, we we want to see regular season Giannis, you know, also transfer over to the playoffs, of course. That would be great. And then, you know, last year, despite Milwaukee having the best record again and, and all that kind of stuff, we just went one and two against the Heat last year uh, in the regular season. And then they end up beating us in the bubble this year. 
We went two and one against them, which you know might not be a big deal on the surface, but right. for us, that confidence factor for one thing. That being said, Jimmy Butler didn't play in any of the three games, so you know I'm not delirious with that either. But these dudes with their egos and everything, you, they need the confidence boost yeah. sometimes. They totally do. So going into this series will be a difference. And look, playing the first two games at Pfizer Forum, even with limited attendance versus in a bubble at Disney World, is going to be completely different for the Miami Heat. Sure. So, um, again, not to uh, – I've mentioned it before, but, you know, if you think you're going to get a call on uh, – a foul call on Giannis with no time on the clock at the end of a, a game two in Milwaukee's home arena, that ain't going to happen. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, sorry. But anyway, different series, slightly different teams, you know. The Heat are still good. They still play pretty good defense, you mm -hmm. know. They were up and down and everything. But, dude, I'm with you. It, 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 if the Bucks can't get this done – Dude, I don't know. But my prediction was also the same as you. Bucks in five. I think yeah. they're going to get it done, definitely. I think it would be a little bit different series. Quick quick point about this one. I think it would be a different series if Oladipo was playing. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, you totally. Know, if, if he was playing, I think yeah. that puts a lot more pressure on your defense. Yeah. Um, you know, or whatever. But I, I do think that like someone like Goran Dragic, I mean, this is a guy that, that can turn it up a notch. Yeah, he has a consistency yeah. to turn it up a notch um, come playoff time. Um, you know, but I, I, I think that... Again, this is a revenge game. This is a revenge series, rather, for the Bucks, And I think, you know, hey, bring it on. Let's get over the Miami Heat. Yeah. Let's get totally. over those demons yep. from last year. Let's Exercise move on to that those. second round. Yeah, totally. I, you know, yeah. I, I think that that's going to help. And I, I do think another kind of X factor for you guys, and he hasn't played a whole lot, but P.J. Tucker. I think this is yeah, where maybe man, some definitely. Of that yeah. playoff experience comes starts to come into play a little bit. Good um, point. Is P.J. Tucker. Um, and then um, you've got going in after this in the Eastern Conference, the only other series we have is the other settled matchup, and that is going to be the Boston Celtics versus the Brooklyn Nets. Yep. The the you know the highly touted uh, odds favorites to win the title this year, uh, Brooklyn Nets. Mm. Um, and, and you know what? Kind of like we talked about earlier with regards to Boston, you know. What Boston team is going to show up? You know, are they going to hit lights out from three-point percentage? They're 10th in the NBA versus second in three-point percentage for the Nets. Um, you know, they don't shoot free throws all that well. They're 16th, 19th in field goal percentage. This is Boston. You know, rebounds yeah. are about even 15th and 13th, respectively, Boston and Brooklyn. And then points per game. You're talking about the 15th highest scoring team in the league at 113, and you're talking about the second highest team in the league right behind your Bucks at 119. Can Boston do enough, again, without Jalen Brown to get this done? Unfortunately, I don't think so. So I predict the Nets in four. Yeah. Um, yeah, same thing, dude. I'm not, you know, I don't have to go into too much with this one. Just the Celtics without Jalen Brown. I mean, I obviously, I don't think you can depend on Tatum to go for 50 every night because right. that's what it's going to take to, yeah. for them to beat the Nets, in my opinion. Um I think they'll be pesky enough, and with Brad Stevens as the coach and just the, the playoff experience, I think they can snake one game from the Nets, so I'm taking the Nets at five. Okay. Uh, but a sweep would not be surprising at all. Um, you know, and I kind of look at that as, you know, the Celtics sneak in, win one of those games maybe at home in a close game. and Possibly the other four like, are like first or second game. Yeah, dude, and yeah. then the other four are like blowouts in favor of the Nets. That's kind of how I see this series going. So, yeah. I don't think Brooklyn should have any any trouble with with the undermanned Celtics team. So, who knows? Unless all of a sudden this the, the playoff Celtics from a couple years ago. But again, without Jalen Brown, I just uh, 
I, I don't know, a, a tough task already just got right. way, way tougher w- without that dude. So I'm with you, Mikey. Um, I think the Nets pretty well cruise in that series. So and the, and unfortunately, Boston doesn't have that big, you know, that that can you know manhandle the Nets in the middle. I yeah, mean, good they, point, they don't, right? they don't they have need, a center. Yeah, and, if and they had that, they've got perimeter yeah. players galore, yeah. but you know they don't have that low post guy, that guy in the middle that can disrupt things defensively. That's a great they point. Can disrupt thing, you know, they can make things yeah. happen offensively. You know, and and you look at other teams. Milwaukee has that. I think you know New yeah. York has that a little bit. Atlanta they has do. that yeah. with John Collins and um, Clint Capella. Clint Capella. You yeah. know, obviously Philly has that with Joel Embiid. So you know, those are all teams. Boston's the one team that's left in the playoffs here that just doesn't. They don't have that, and and you know, so I think that that's what makes this series you know a, a sweep for me. They they just don't have when you're talking about perimeter game versus perimeter game, like you said. There's no way Tatum's going for 50 every game. Kemba Walker, you know, he's been such an up-and-down player this season. You know, he put up 26 points or whatever it was last night, but you know, can, or 29 or whatever it was. Can he do that every night? Probably yeah. not. And that's what yeah. it's going to take. And Marcus Smart's a good defender. He can knock down shots. He can do things. But he's better when you also have Jalen Brown in that lineup. And you just gives Brad Stevens more flexibility. Great point, Barring Mikey. some sort yeah. of, you Great know, point. revelation sitting over there. I mean, Robert Williams is a good center. He's a good young player. Never been playoff tested. No. Um, you know, he's a guy that can you rely on him? He's coming off of an injury. He was cleared to play in that play-in game. So I just don't know. I, that's why I just, I can't, I love Brad Stevens as a coach. He's got the more experience compared to Steve Nash. However, this is a series where talent's just going to trump yeah, anything totally, that dude. Boston throws. Totally. And yeah. I, that's why I predict Brooklyn in, in four. But yeah. um, but switching it up and going, uh, let's go out west. Yeah, totally, man. You know, yeah, we, we've let's got do some it. matchups over there. And you know what? We'll just get in right into the playoff matchup from last year. The other playoff yeah, matchup dude, the yeah. versus Dallas. Luka, um, you know, Kawhi, yeah, yeah, dude, you, you've got, uh, got some interesting things going on there. You've got two teams that have been playing pretty well. You've yeah, got arguably, yeah, ball, yeah. you know, Kawhi Leonard sat a few games. There was a lot of talk between both of these teams with regards to possibly not um, playing or or putting out their best efforts in an in a, an attempt to uh, not have to play the Lakers. Yeah, yeah, um, and I think that's fair. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. you know, I, I think that um, it, this is going to be an interesting matchup. I I think this is a six seven game series, man. And, I, and agree. I, I, I agree. I have a hard time. One way or the other, picking one team over the other. I yeah, really do. yeah. This Mavericks team has been playing really good ball, especially since the All Star break. I mean, we talked about it for a long time. This was a team that was just barely in the play in tournament, basically mm-hmm. for the first half of the year. Got to the seven spot, complained about it, and then played their way out of it and up to the five seed. Yeah. So this is a team that really, through the second quarter, second half of the season you know, last couple months of the season, rather, really played played themselves from a 10 all the way up to a 5. Played some good ball. Um, I think you made a good point with the Clippers seemingly dropping a couple of games down the stretch to make sure they kind of slid back to the 4. I mean, they lost to the two worst teams in the NBA, yeah. Oklahoma City and, and Houston. They they went 3-2, and two, or 2-3, two and three, excuse me, in their last five games. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and, you know, if you're expecting to kind of flip that proverbial switch against a Dallas team that won, yeah. that went three and two over their last That was five. a good point. I'm not a fan of this crap. I'll be honest. I'm going to call it what it is. It's crap. I don't care. Some I've heard some experts go on, oh, this is really smart to avoid this, that, and the other thing. 
intentionally losing, in my opinion, is never smart. You want to have momentum going into the playoffs, and you just made for the point you just made, Mikey, because now all of a sudden you got to turn it back on against Dallas, and Dallas is coming in playing good basketball. Mm-hmm. And, hey, they might be a little motivated by the fact that you beat them last year yep. in the first round. Luka's a year older. He's yep. got more experience. He had some pretty damn good games by himself last year in that playoff series. So um, I'm with you. I, I've got it as a six or seven game series. And it, honestly, the toughest one out of these opening round matchups yeah. so far for me to pick. I'm leaning with the Clippers. Again, the the the, summer, the, the talent, the total you know talent on the team. And the way that they were playing up until this last five to ten game stretch where we kind of tanked it a little bit to, to work for seeding. But... I did like how they were playing. I liked how Paul George was playing. I liked how the pieces were kind of fitting. But now you have to kind of restart that and 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 mm-hmm. get that chemistry going again. So I'm leaning Clippers, but I think this is going to be like you said, one of the better first round series. Well, I think this is another series that potentially could have Luka Doncic's name stamped all yeah, over it. Yeah, dude, definitely. I mean, definitely. you know, he's a guy that averages averaged for the year almost 28 points a game, eight rebounds, eight assists, a steal. You know, I, I think for the Dallas Mavericks, so much is going to hinge on the success of Przingis. Yeah, good point, um, man. You know, yeah, he's yet point. to really put together any kind of resemblance of consistency um, in the playoffs for yep. them um, or in general. So, you know, I mean, he's a guy that averaged 20 points almost nine rebounds uh, a game. So, yeah. you know, when you're going up against the front line, that's, you know, Zubats, Marcus Morris Sr., Serge Ibaka, you know, Przingis, presumably, you know, outside of Zubats, and I know Derek Cousins is over there too on yeah. the Clippers side, but, I mean, Przingis should have, if he's healthy and playing well, should have his way with that front, uh, with those front guys Mikey, that's the an Clippers. excellent point, dude. Yeah. But, you yeah. know, can he, I, the Clippers, look, the Clippers are they're going to be a physical team. Yeah. They're Luca and I believe it resets come playoff time, but he was one technical foul away from being suspended for a game. Oh, okay. All so, right. you know, yep. this is the guy and after that, after he picked up his fifteenth technical, you know, he came out and said, Look, I can't complain to the refs. I gotta go out there and, you know, play the game and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So I think that's something you're gonna want to watch out for. Right? Yeah, I, you know, good when point, you have man. guys good on point. that Clippers roster like Pat Beverly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Rondo. Yeah. Um, you know, you're going to have guys that are going to try and get Marcus Morris Sr. Yeah. Um, you're going to have guys that are going to try and get under the skin of Doncic. Yeah, And try right. and throw him. And, you know, this is going to be key for, for you know, um, for the coaching staff at Dallas, for Rick Carlisle, and for Luka to really kind of keep your head in the game. Yeah, Keep yeah. your head in the moment and yep. not lose your cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Luca's the engine that makes he's the cog that makes everything work in yeah. Dallas. So you take him out, they don't have much of a chance. Yeah, totally. If he's if he's in the game, doesn't lose his cool. He's he could be potentially the best player on this. Great on point. This I'm, yeah, can't argue with. Regardless you. Yeah. of the fact that Kawhi Leonard or Paul George. Yeah, are over totally, there. man. Paul George, you know, this is a rematch. Paul George not successful um, in the playoffs. Playoff P. Who shows up? Yeah, good points, right, uh, man? Yeah. You know, Kawhi Leonard, we know what he can do in the playoffs. Um, kind of, He's averaged 25 points, six boards, five assists, played well. But again, can they can I kind of kick that up a notch and, and, and get this job done? T- 
Tim Hardaway Jr. has played really well for the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, Josh Richardson's played really well. Finney Smith has stepped up and played well. There's a lot of guys on that Dallas roster that could step up at any given time. True. And they have Willie Cauley-Stein, Dwight Powell. They've got guys that can go out there. J.J. Redick they picked up. Yeah, you good know, point. Right. He's not a great defender, but he's a guy that can put the ball in the yeah, hole. And you got to be concerned. Yeah. And, you know, he can come in yep. and give you 10, 12 points in That's kind true. of a hurry. Yeah, in a hurry. Quick, um, you know, quick. he's Knocked playoff tested. Shots. He's, yep. you know, so... I do. I, I think this is a six or seven game series, and it's really hard to kind of predict. I I I think the coaching matchup favors perhaps Rick Carlisle, maybe a little bit. Yeah. Oh. Maybe. I, I mean, Ty Lue, I get it, but he's always had these really super talented rosters, and you know, it's really hard to kind of. It's that Phil Jackson question, dude. Yeah. You know, did the players make the coach, or the coach make the players? Uh, right, but yeah. Rick Carlisle has proven time and time again, regardless of the roster that he yeah. has, and he's yeah. had talent. Don't get me wrong, but I don't know. I'm I'm going to catch some flack for this one, but I'm going Dallas in seven. Ooh, all right, hey, I like it, Mikey. I like it. There we go. Hot hot take right there. Hot take. Um, and then lastly, we have the the last um, matchup that's actually determined, and that is, and we're running, we're coming in four minutes left here of record time. You've got Denver versus Portland. Yes. Yeah. Um, you know, Denver obviously playing without Jamal Murray. Portland's yep. been playing pretty good basketball. They have they, been. They, they kept into that top play-in. They didn't have to. They avoided the play-in. They did, yes. Yep. Damian Lillard's doing Dame Lillard things. Um, but you've got the MVP, my MVP, in Nikola Jokic over there in Denver. Um, you know, I think this is a series that goes five or six. But yep. I think it favors Denver. I agree. Um, they've got their playoff tested. Not that Portland's not. Right. They right. made a deeper run. Yeah. Um, I, I think that this is I think this is Denver's series to lose. Portland has a puncher's chance. Yeah, I agree. CJ yeah. McCollum's there. You've got yep. Melo coming in off the bench. Yep. You've got a lot of guys that you brought in. Dwight Powell. Uh, or not Dwight Powell. Norman Powell, excuse me. Um, you know, so I think that this is a, this is going to be a good matchup. And I think this is a, a, a series that goes in Denver's way, though. I agree with you, Mikey. Um, again, you know, we've run through it real quick. I, I like the Nuggets in this series as well. You know, even with Jamal Murray being out, you know, the Joker probably going to be the league MVP, and rightfully so. I can't argue with that. Actually improved their seating after Jamal Murray, you know, went down with that injury. So they cruised right along. Um, you know, Trailblazers are, are playoff tested. You know, you've got Dame time. You know, we'll see what he can do. Um, but it's very much seems like it's Damian Lillard scores 40 and you win or he doesn't and you lose kind mm -hmm. of like thing mm -hmm. in the playoffs. And I think that'll kind of continue. I do think this has the makings to be a good series. I've got the Nuggets six or seven, you know, maybe it goes seven. Uh, but I'm I'm thinking six or seven games in the Nuggets favor in this one. Gotcha. So, okay. I'm with you, brother. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that you know Michael Porter's going to have to step up. Yeah. Um, Will Barton, he's kind of injured a little bit. Yeah. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see what ha happens with him. Uh, you know, Aaron Gordon's going to have to you know kind of kind of like Drew Holiday on the Bucks. I mean, yeah. you know, you trade you made the trade for him for this purpose. You made the yeah. trade for him for playoff time. Obviously, you didn't you know Jamal Murray. You figured he was going to be playing in there too. But, yeah. You know. Gordon's going to have to step up, um, you know, and, and, um, but you got Joseph Nurkic over there, Ellis and his canter. They've been playing really well for Portland, Robert Covington over there. You've got some defense that you can throw out there. You got bigs that you can throw at Joker, but Joker this season, doesn't matter who's been thrown at him. I mean, he's yeah, just kind of had his yeah, way. So, kind of, kind of, you know, I, yeah. I think that ends up doing it. So I, I think, 
I do. I, I think that Portland, pro, or I'm sorry, Denver probably wins this series in five, six games. I, yeah, I, I do. There's enough game time magic left that they could probably win a game or two. Yeah, but I think ultimately this comes down to Denver being just a better team overall. Can't argue with you, man. Great, great, great points there, guys. We ran down the playoffs, playoff extravaganza. There you go. Uh, in closing today, I'm going to do something I rarely do. I'm going to give a shout-out to Kyrie Irving because I feel like uh, he used his platform to bring some attention to some things that need some attention in this world. So I take my hat off to him. Yeah. Um, yeah, comparing playing a grown man's game to – um, unfortunately, women and children and other people dying around this world. So I, I, I won't go into it too much, but I want to give Kyrie some credit for that. I thought that was great. And again, a great example of an athlete using their platform to try and make some good happen well in said. this world. Thank well you, Mikey. Said. Well said. Um, anything else in closing today, brother? Nope. Next week, we'll talk about you know who ends up getting that 7th and 8th seed in the Western Conference. We'll break that down. We'll have obviously Absolutely. some games that have happened in the playoffs, and we'll have some some insight into how these series are going to go. So Heck look yeah. forward to that, Chris. Hey, next week, there we go. Balls and Beers Podcast, episode 26, in the books. Mm-hmm.